are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. We're going to talk about the authority of Jesus, and I'll tell you I'm thrilled about the message today. So open your Bibles to Luke, the third chapter. You see, we've been taught through tradition and religion down through the years that Jesus healed the sick, he raised the dead, he cast out demons because he was the Son of God, because he was God manifest in the flesh. But I want us to go on a scriptural journey and search out some things from the scriptures today that will point out why Jesus healed the sick, why he raised the dead, why he cast out demons. And uh, if you've been one of those that have been convinced that Jesus did it because he was the Son of God, you better tighten your seatbelt because you're going to get shook up on this <laughs> because the Bible does not teach that. Let's read from Luke, the third chapter, verse 21. Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus, also being baptized and praying, the heavens was open, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. And Jesus himself began to be about thirty years of age, being, as was supposed, the son of Joseph. Well, now, you know, we know that he wasn't the son of Joseph. He was the son of God. Jesus was the son of God. Now, I want you to notice in this passage of Scripture that it says Jesus began to be about 30 years of age. Maybe he was baptized on his birthday. I don't know. But we know that in 30 years, Jesus had not done any miracles. Jesus had not healed any sick people. Jesus had not cast out any demons. In all of those years, and if he did heal the sick, raise the dead and cast out demons because he was the Son of God, why didn't he do it in the first 30 years or the first 29 years? He was as much the Son of God when he was 25 as he was when he was 30. He is as much the Son of God surely when he was 29 and a half as he was when he was 30. But he still hadn't healed any sick, hadn't raised any dead, hadn't done any miracles. And this scripture tells us that he began to be about 30 years of age. Well, if you study this, you'd get the impression after a while, I believe, in the 22nd verse, that the Holy Ghost descended upon him in a bodily shape. So evidently this had something to do with it, didn't it? There was no miracles wrought in his ministry. In fact, he didn't even start his ministry, really, especially the miracle ministry, until the Holy Ghost descended upon him. Now, that tells us something. And when we come on over here, and, and we've got a lot of territory to cover today, so you better get your mind turned up to high because we're going to go to a lot of Scripture. Go to the fourth chapter, and uh, let's begin with verse 16. He came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Now I want you to notice something. It says that he found the place where it was written. He didn't just open it up and say, well, now we'll just start here. He found the text. Jesus of Nazareth. He came into his own hometown. 
And when he started his ministry, he stood up and opened the scroll of the book and found the text where God made statements about him. And he read it from the book. And I believe that he read it something like this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and he sat down, and all the eyes of them that were in the synagogue were fastened upon him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Now, I want you to notice something. In this passage of Scripture is some secrets hidden that most people have never seen. If it were true that Jesus healed the sick because he was the Son of God, why didn't he heal the sick before he was 30 years of age? If it were true that Jesus had the power to heal the sick, cast out demons, and raise the dead before the Holy Ghost came upon him, why did God have to anoint him? Notice what it says. Jesus said himself, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me. Now there's the reason Jesus healed the sick, raised the dead, and cast out demons, because God anointed him with the Holy Ghost in healing power. It came the day that the Holy Ghost descended upon him in a bodily shape. That's the reason he didn't do any miracles before. Now, I'm going to make a statement here that may shock some of you. The reason Jesus didn't heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons before the Holy Ghost descended upon him was because he couldn't. He didn't have the ability to. Now, he had the authority to, there's a difference in authority and ability. Now, see, in, in some of the other sessions, we've pointed out that Jesus was born of a virgin. Jesus came to this earth. He was conceived of a virgin. Mary conceived the word of God concerning the miraculous conception. She received it into her spirit. It manifested, she received it in the womb of her spirit. It manifested itself in her physical body. And the Bible says the word was made flesh. That's all that was in Mary's womb was the word of the living God. Now, you know, it's very popular today in some circles to believe that Jesus was not born of a virgin because they go at it biologically. They say, well, it couldn't have happened. Well, it did happen. She received the word of God. It was the word made flesh. And why would we think that to be so strange when it says that we are all born of the word of God? We're born again of the word of God. Peter says, being born not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed, which is the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. The word of God that liveth and abideth forever. And that's how we're born from death into life. And Jesus was the physical manifestation of God in the earth. Yes, Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. But Philippians 2 tells you, if you read it in the Greek text, it says that he stripped himself of his divine powers when he came to the earth. He made of himself no reputation, the King James says. That means he stripped himself of his divine power when he came to the earth. He came here as a man. 
He walked like a man, he talked like a man, he ate like a man, he got tired like a man because he was a man, but yet he was the son of God. He was deity in the earth, but he stripped himself of his divine power. He did not use any power inherent in him as being the son of God to heal the sick. The power that was upon Jesus to heal the sick, raise the dead, and to cast out demons was the anointing of the Holy Ghost that God anointed him with the day that he was baptized in the River Jordan. You see it in Acts 10, 38, where it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost in power. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Say it with me. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Now, God did that. Now, if you just stop and think for a minute, if Jesus was here in all of his divine Godhead powers, why would God have to anoint him? Now, in understanding this is the secret to understanding the authority of the body. We need to see that. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Did you know that angels can't preach the gospel? You know why? They don't have physical bodies. They were not born in this earth. They can take the form of men, but they don't have physical flesh, blood, and bone bodies like we have. You have to have a physical body to have authority in this earth. Any spirit being that is in this earth that was not born here is very limited and inhibited in what they can do. If they weren't, demons and evil spirits would tear this earth up in a minute's time and destroy God's creation, but they can't do it. Angels can't preach the gospel. You remember when God sent an angel down there to Cornelius and said, Cornelius, we've heard your prayer, and I've come to tell you what to do. God sent me to tell you what to do. Go down there to Simon the Tanner's house and ask for Simon Peter, and he'll tell you what to do. Why didn't the angel tell him what to do? That he might be saved. Because angels don't have authority to preach the gospel. Now, in the last three and a half years of the tribulation, they will, because the earth lease will have run out. And then angels will preach the gospel. Praise God. But until that earth lease runs out, only men, only people born here. Now, when I say men, I'm talking about the species of humanity that is born in the earth. That includes you ladies, too. There's no male and a female in Christ. But only people that are born on this earth have the authority to preach the gospel. Angels can't do it. So God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus came in this earth born of God. He had no sin in him. He operated under the old covenant. Now remember, Jesus did all these miracles that he did under the old covenant. And the new covenant's better. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. We've been talking for several weeks on authority. This week we have the CD offer number 7114. It's entitled, Unforgiveness, a Thief of Faith. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. Did you know that unforgiveness can stop your prayers from being answered? It'll keep you from having confidence in God. It'll keep you even from praying at times. 
Now, if I were not getting my prayers answered, the first place I would look is to see if I have unforgiveness in my heart against anyone. In Luke, the 17th chapter, the apostles was talking to the Lord. The Lord was talking to them. He says, If a man trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day, turn to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. The apostles said, Lord, increase our faith. Now, at least they understood they'd have to have faith to do that. A man does the same thing seven times in a day. You don't want to forgive him about the third time. You want to bust his lip, you know. <laughs> but uh, the Lord said to them, If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Now, this sycamine tree, in the context of these verses, is referring to unforgiveness. Now, it is a principle that will work in other things. But the unforgiveness is applied to the sycamine tree because the sycamine tree has deep roots and it grows well in dry ground. I mean the roots go down deep. And unforgiveness roots will go down deep. And Paul said, lest a root of bitterness spring up within you. Well, he tells you how to do it. If you had faith as a seed, as a mustard seed that won't change, you would say to unforgiveness, you're a thing of the past. You'll never hinder me again as long as I live. You hear me say it, and I can have what I say, and I say I forgive them. May not want to forgive them, but I do. That's CD offer number 7114, Unforgiveness, a Thief of Faith. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.